Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. I'd like to introduce John from the United States, who takes LDN for Crohn's disease. Thank you for joining me, John. Glad to be here. Could you tell me when you were diagnosed with Crohn's? Um, I was 19 years old. Um, I'm 55 now, so I've had it for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And what were your symptoms like before you found LDN? Well, there was kind of more than more than that. There was there was kind of a uh, there was the big dividing the moment of clarity came when um, it was about 17 years ago. I had a um, a resection done. I was living on the roller coaster like most people do. You know, I'll behave when you're feeling bad and. I'm going to live the way I want to live when I'm feeling good. And I was up and down. And um, during the uh, during the time before the resection, uh, there were times when I felt great, and then there were times when I had major flare-ups where I was cramping um, in in just excruciating pain, um, and with you know diarrhea and vomiting, and uh, you know, and always promising that I'll be better. Um, in fact, to the point that uh, it, it's funny. I think other things that Crohn's people do is they uh, they believe that well, I might as well live the lifestyle that I want to live because I'm not going to get to live it. So they actually exacerbate their situation by living a much more strenuous life than they than they ever thought of, just because they're afraid that they're going to run out of time at some point. So. Mm-hmm. I really did a number on myself. I mean, I walked around with a perforated intestine for three months, and um, I, I was down to 127 pounds, and I was usually at around 160, 165, and I was uh, I was in the hospital for 20 days. And at that point, I came to the conclusion that you know I just have to come up with a plan because the plan that I had just wasn't working for me. So what I did. Uh, I started reading everything I could get my hands on as far as learning. You know, this is pre-internet, so mm-hmm. everything that I – I didn't know anything. So I started reading. In fact, uh, my doctor at the time gave me a book by Bernie Siegel called Peace, Love, and Healing, and that was really one of the first things that, you know, I finally accepted my disease, and I embraced it, and I – started to love it, and I said, we're going to find out what we can do for you, and we're going to make you our number one priority, and we're going to take care of you. And at that point, my life really changed a lot. I made sure I got rest that I needed to get. I made sure that I ate what I was supposed to eat. I stayed away from the things I wasn't allowed to eat. I had acupuncture four to six times a year. Um, I, you know, took vitamins. I did... I did every, you know, uh, I stayed away from beef and dairy. I was just, the the whole diet thing was just in its infancy um, 17 years ago. So I was really pretty much making this stuff up as I went. But I, at that point, I just made sure that 
it was my number one priority. And to the point that I was basically, for the last 17 years, I've been pain-free. Um, I was only on two milligrams of prednisone every day. And, um, you know, I was doing fine until my doctor told me that um, I had strictures. And uh, on top of that, that uh, I had active Crohn's. Even though I was pretty much pain-free, I, I still... I still had the disease, and it was still very active, and um, that's when they, they wanted to put me on Humira, and I just freaked out because at that point, my mom was dying of cancer, and so anything that had cancer written into it just about, you know, I'm like, it's a death sentence for me. I just know I'm going to get it, you know, I'm probably irrational, but that's where my head was at the time, so I started searching out any any avenue for alternatives, um, you know, Mayo Clinic, University of Maryland. University of Maryland has a lot of great information on a lot of stuff. And, but I, um, and I, I went to see the best. Um, I even had this one crazy plan at one time um, to go to, I went to New York City to see Dr. Michalossi, who was like the premier surgeon in stricturplasty where you actually you don't do a resection, you cut and stretch the stretchers so you can keep them in you. And because um, I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll just go another 17 years with a stretcher plastic, and then maybe by then they'll have something that they've come up with. Well, he looked at me and said, you're too healthy. We don't, we don't operate on people like you. And mm-hmm. they gave me a specialist, and the specialist told me to go on Humira. In fact, I had five gastroenterologists tell me to go on Humira. So I was really flying in the face of uh, traditional medicine. And just for, I don't know why, but I changed search engines one day when I was looking for more answers. And all of a sudden, LDN came up. And uh, and then, of course, Crystal gave me the name of uh, an LDN doctor in my area. Uh, I went to... I went to her, and she put me on a very strict diet along with um, some anti-inflammatory type of, um, well, there's a company called Metagenics. She put me on some of their products, um, which has like curcumin and EPA and DHA and stuff like that. And uh, on top of that, I take three milligrams of LDN, and my C-reactive protein level went from, I believe it was like an 8 and uh, one is good. I went from an eight to a point one nine in two months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it it was it was revolutionary um, to the point that my gastroenterologist. It was like a year a year and a half ago. Um, our apple trees just gave apples like crazy. So uh, I brought apples to school every day for the kids to eat, and they. And one day I made the mistake and I ate an apple. And uh, the next day I was in the hospital. Uh, the peel got stuck in the strictures. And uh, my gastroenterologist actually sent in his assistant because he refused to talk to me because he was that mad at me. Mm-hmm. And I, I wrote him a letter and I, I apologized. I told him, I said, I, I don't blame you for being mad, but. You know, I realized that I needed a gastroenterologist for just situations like this. <clears throat> so I sent him all my blood work. I sent him all my colonoscopy results. I sent him everything, and um, he agreed to meet with me. 
and then he um, he um, made me do some more blood work, and then when it was over, he actually prescribed LDN for me and um, started writing things down as if he wanted to know more information about it. Mm-hmm. So if you had to rate your quality of life before LDN on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being good, what would it have been? Um, well, I think, the, I think the biggest thing that's really helped me with LDN is my mental health. Um, the fact that, you know, you know as well as I do that probably what's worse than the physical uh, problems, if there could be any, is the emotional and mental strain on why am I not right? Why am I not normal? Why am I not well? Why am I, you know, mm-hmm. fighting, fighting to for some form of normalcy in my life? And that LDN, that's what LDN gave me, is the fact that um, it put me into full remission. And uh, so I don't have to worry about it. But you know what? I still do. There's still, like, you know, my doctor told me I could have, like, one indiscretion a month, you know. So maybe I'll have a pizza and a couple of beers or something like that. And even when I'm doing it, I'm going, oh, you're just you're just asking for trouble. Mm. You know, I can't even, I can barely even enjoy once a month having a having just two beers or something like that it's just it's just more than i can um, it's it's still such a mental uh you know red you just get so scared it's coming back it's this is only just temporary but it's still a better lifestyle because i don't have to worry about it like i used to mm-hmm. i'm healthier that's good what would you say to other people who've got Crohn's who are contemplating trying LDN, but they may be a little bit scared? Oh, well, you know, I'll tell you what. Um, the thing is that you have to do is you have to accept it. You have to embrace your disease, and you have to you have to search out all the answers. And I'll be honest with you, traditional medicine is going to send you toward trying to beat it into submission, whereas LDN is going to love your body and it's going to help you heal your own, heal your body naturally. And so, you know, you're going to have to take on traditional medicine and you're going to have to go against your doctor. But, uh, it, you know, unless you're willing to, I guess, go with the, your traditional doctor, but there's a lot of side effects that you're going to have to deal with. And you can't stay on you can't stay on that poison forever. Sooner or later, you're going to have to get off of it, and you're going to have to come my way sooner or later. So, might as well do it now. <laughs> well, thank you very much, John, for sharing your experience with us. I'd like to welcome Sally from England, who has Crohn's disease. Welcome, Sally. Good morning. Nice to be with you. Thank you. Could you tell us when you first started to notice your Crohn's? Well, in August uh, 2008, I was actually treated in the States with a very powerful antibiotic called clindamycin, which actually wrecked my gut, and I lost nearly two stone in three weeks. And when I, I've been ill ever since. 
I ended up in hospital on Christmas Eve 2009 and had a colonoscopy and the results came through in the January to say that I'd actually got Crohn's. And really the effects were that I was terribly depleted in uh, fluids and nutrients and actually had a neutrophil count which was totally excessive. I mean, normal neutrophils, the white blood cells in the and in the blood are at 4.5 and mine were 44 which was double the amount of anybody with pneumonia so they were a bit worried about it at the time mm. <laughs> and, then, and I had a, a very serious bout of pancreatitis in the February and was operated on for gallstones and eventually sent home and from that point on, the, the Crohn's symptoms really locked in. Mm-hmm. Um, I was 68 at the time, and I mean, I'd been very, very active, um, running uh, not just uh, three acres of garden, but doing catering and supply teaching as a science teacher, and therefore had been a very busy person. And at that point, I sort of did nothing but sit. And gradually, various symptoms exhibited themselves. Extreme tiredness, very much like any. My joints all swelled, and they call that arthropathy. Um, my not not able to walk very well. Very severe tenderness in the balls of my feet and my knees and my, especially the front of my hip joints, where. You can't actually lift your legs into the car by themselves. You have to lift them with your hands um, because they, they just simply didn't work. Mm-hmm. So having been very active, I became very inactive. How did you find LDN? I, I go to pottery classes and the lady there, her partner has, uh, has uh, Crohn's, uh, very severe. He has a, a bag. Uh, having lost half his gut and severe ulcerations, and he fa- he had found it and uh, recommended it to me. I tried very hard to cope. Uh, originally, the doctors had given me prednisolone, and I wasn't very happy on that because that made my bone started to thin my bones, and I stopped taking that last October, which was October 2010, and then having very, very immobile Christmas, partly due to the cold weather, I suppose, but also because of my joints. Um, I decided I really ought to try something. I simply was not going to go back on prednisolone. And I I didn't want to take mesotrexate and any of the other more severe drugs that the doctors were beginning to offer. Therefore, I decided to try LDN. And I went to the same day surgery and mm-hmm. spoke to a doctor there and he actually was very kind and instead of expecting me to travel up to North Finchley from uh, our part of England actually was very happy for after a very long talk and discussing all my symptoms he decided that he could prescribe me LDN on the telephone. So when did you start? I started in February and to be honest, I started on one milligram, although I 
I think the pharmacy thought I was starting on one and a half, but in fact I started just on one milligram. And within one week, I have to say this, my legs started to work. I could actually begin to lift my legs into the car. You know, I should sit down sort of bottom first from the from the door and then previously had to swivel and literally pull my trousers to lift my legs. Mm-hmm. And I actually started to get movement without pain within one week of taking one milligram. It was absolute, well, to be to say that it felt like a miracle is, is mm-hmm. a misstatement. Mm-hmm. And I, although I sleep a lot taking it, I found that I'm actually now at two months, well, two and a half months, and I'm on four milligrams a night at the moment. I actually find I'm actually gardening again and leading a much more active lifestyle than I was before. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. In just that short time? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Did you have any introductory side effects when you first started? No, I wasn't sick. Um, I actually have psoriasis with this as well. The, the actual joint condition, the arthropathy, is thyritic arthropathy. And there was a very long-standing, large patch of psoriasis, which has actually started to clear. I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that the rest will clear, mm-hmm. because psoriasis is so unsightly. And I'd be very, very happy if that all went as well. And I, I actually meant to phone Dr. Patel and ask him if it, um, how long one could expect it to be before it worked on the psoriasis. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not quite sure about well, that. Well, the people I've interviewed with psoriasis have said that it can take six months. Oh, right. So if you've well, started yeah. to notice something already, that is fantastic. <coughs> yeah, it's withdrawing. On the, for nearly enough, um, the oldest part, and having read a bit about the LDN, you know, that these symptoms can be a bit worse sometimes for a start. And, you know, I wasn't worried about it. I was just hoping that it would go ultimately, you know. Oh, that would be really interesting. Well, it will, yes. Yeah, I actually feel, you know, sort of after two and a half years of loafing around in bed, feeling depressed and wondering what the hell's going to happen, is my life ending at 68, 70, you know. Um, I actually feel that, you know, I've come back into the real world at last. Oh, and that's it's, really good. It's really amazing. This is an update to Sally. Since we last spoke, what has been your improvement? Well, I gradually built up to 4.5 milligrams per litre of the low-dose naltrexone. And although my psoriasis uh, has not improved yet, and I, I'm aware that it will take six months of taking the drug before I can really hope for any improvement in that. My pain in my joints has diminished enormously. I don't get the balls of my feet swelling anymore because I couldn't really walk properly and I used to have to lift my legs into the car and I can actually walk and I'm stronger and I'm gardening. And my consultant was, I think, very keen. First of all, that... I had a proper prescription and his, his main concern when I consulted him 
his main concern was that the pharmacy was a reputable one in order to produce the proper dose mm -hmm. of naltrexone. And so I put his mind at rest about that with Dixon. And he brought my appointment forward because I was supposed to see him in August. And I think he was really curious to find out whether there had been any improvement or not. So he booked me in for an MRI scan, which I had on the 20th of May. And then on the 4th of June, which was no time at all, the results of the scan came through, which was extremely positive. And instead of having nearly 30 centimeters of thickened ilium wall at the, at the end of the ilium, it had reduced to 10 centimeters. And the junction of the ilium and the cecum and the ascending colon, uh, which had erythema or whatever they call it, and patches of inflammation was absolutely clear. And his words, quoting, however, there's no evidence of any significant inflammation around this area or any evidence of stricturing or obstruction. And he said that he thinks it reflects an improvement in the disease extent and severity compared with the scan that I'd had two years ago, which is absolutely marvellous, as you can imagine. I was on mm. top of the world. That's amazing, isn't it? It is. It's amazing. So how are you feeling now, Sally? I feel as if I've rejoined the real world again. I can achieve most things. I do occasionally get tired, obviously. You get so excited about being able to do things, you overdo it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I did hit 70 in February, so I mean, I'm entitled to be a bit tired sometimes after lunch. So I do occasionally need a bit of a rest. But other than that, I achieve almost what I used to do before this thing hit me three years ago. Well, that is one success story, isn't it? It is, it is, and I'm really, really pleased, and I'm very, very grateful to all the advice that everybody gives, you know, especially the the sufferer in Glastonbury who initially told me about it. You have to be quite vigilant about eating the right things, and I don't risk eating too many pips and scratchy things, and I always make sure I have good nutrition, and I have attended acupuncture for healing and... I think emotional and other aspects of physical support are really important. And if in, in you know, I would I would advise anybody to take the proper dietary supplements that, say, a, a good nutritionist could recommend. But you do need. I mean, you don't get much help from the diet, the dietitian in the hospital or anything. But if you go to proper nutritionist uh, you can get some really good support and help to heal that part of the gut it's quite important to have bio live uh, support you know the, the bacteria mm. and the glutamine which helps heal the gut lining i mean gut cell walls don't heal without the amino acid glutamine i didn't know that but the nutritionist tells you this mm -hmm. and uh, it's really important to support your body for healing and for your own positive attitude. You know, be positive, be proactive, do everything right, and uh, you'll get there. And we'll watch this space on the psoriasis. Yes. Good luck with that. Yes. 
That is wonderful. And maybe next year we can do a further follow-up. Well, thank you, Sally, very much for sharing your experiences with us. And long may LDN continue to work for you. Thank you, Linda. Um, let's hope it, you know, that we can actually get some decent research done, uh, which would support it being available on the NHS. That's, you know, that's what I'd really like to see, because from personal experience, it's been extremely useful. Well, thank you very much. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, Linda. L-I-N-D-A at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.